0: So the question for you is going to be through the rest of your life, what did God say about this? If God has a clear word on the matter, then you've got to follow that. No need of praying. No need of praying. God already spoke. Do what he said, even when it seems
1: ridiculous, and you will see God's results take place. It was one of the worst battle strategies in the history of war. It was also one of the most successful Hello and thanks for being here for today's Destined for Victory with Pastor Paul Shepherd. Always great to have you with us. Well, you may remember the Battle of Jericho, the seven-day march, the unified shout, the tumbling down to the great stone wall. Like so many other war stories in scripture, this one reminds us that God's ways and thoughts are not our ways and thoughts. And as you'll see today, sometimes he may ask you to do the ridiculous. And if he does, you'll have a very good reason. Listen to Destined for Victory broadcasts on demand at PastorPaul.net. That's PastorPaul.net. And subscribe to the podcast at Spotify, at Apple Podcasts, or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Now, with today's Destined for Victory message, developing a lifestyle of faith, here is Pastor Paul Shepard.
0: Now we get to the text we read out loud. What more shall I say? And then he just begins to name people, Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, the prophets. And then look at what he does. He says they conquered kingdoms, they administered justice, they gained what was promised, shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, escaped the edge of the sword, in weakness were turned into strength, became powerful in battle, routed foreign armies, women received their dead, raised to life again, rewards of faith. Let's believe for rewards of faith. Look at what he did. And at the end of the passage, he says, God gave us something better than them. So I'm not backing off from believing God for whatever I need to believe him for in order to have victory. He said they conquered kingdoms. They administered justice. Some of you have got to understand that one of our jobs in the body of Christ is to make sure justice is done to the extent we can influence it. That's just just part of the will of God is justice. Now, we live in an unjust world. And so a lot of unjust decisions are made, but you can't be part of any of them. When your job calls you to do wrong, you say, I can't do it. I'm about justice. I'm not changing somebody's file unjustly. I can't do that. I work for a just God. I really don't work for y'all. You all are my resource, but God is my source. I'm trying to put somebody in a position to be blessed. You better hear this word. Because some of y'all want to go to the next level and you haven't gotten to the next level of obedience. We always talk about the next level and you haven't obeyed God on this level. You're disqualified for the next level until you get in sync. You got to stand for what's right because it is right. God is always on the side of right. And so on your job, they ask you to do something wrong, So I can't do that. I can't uh, have falsified information. I can't do that. I'm a child of the most high God and I've got to do things that are just. That's burning in me, so somebody here needs to hear that. Your job is going to compromise your faith if you're not careful. And you don't want to displease God. Forget displeasing your boss. You can displease your boss all day long. But don't displease God on your job. They administer justice. Do what's right. Stand for what's right. So they not only conquer kingdoms, administer justice. They gain what was promised. Ask what you will. I want to encourage you as we wrap up this theme of faith. I want to encourage you. The Bible said, Jesus said in John 15, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, go on and ask what you will. Some of you got to start praying for what you really want. Stop shortchanging God. Pray for what you want. Lord, here's what I want you to do. And believe him. You say, am I going to get 100% results? I don't know anybody who gets 100% results but I'm going to shoot for the highest percentage I can get. Come on, don't let your mysteries dampen your faith. There are a lot of things. That, God, why didn't you do that? Why didn't you answer that prayer? Why didn't you do that in the way I was expecting you to do? You're not going to get that answer, at least on this side. Maybe, you know, the, the old saints used to sing, farther along we'll know all about it. I'm not so sure now. I think when we get to heaven, we're not going to have a bunch of mysteries. I think as soon as we get into glory, none of it's going to matter because the Bible says he wiped every tear away, anything that would bring pain, any memory that would bring pain will be erased. So I'm saying that to say, don't trip on your mysteries because they're only temporary too. So what you want to do is believe God for what you want and what you need. As I walked into this service this morning, I'm walking in and there's mom's McKean not being rolled in in her wheelchair. She walking into the church. Just walking in, I walked up to her. I said, look at you at the 8.30 service. Now this is the woman who the doctors, I was right there at Stanford Hospital when they said she was not going to live seven more days. We were calling us all in. She wasn't going to live seven more days and that was June the 12th, I think it was. I'm preaching this at the end of August. Late August, they said she was out of here before June the 19th. And here she come walking into the church this morning. Because we asked the Lord to spare her so she could come in this church and see it with her church family. She not only came, she sat through all the dedication services, heard all the speakers. She said, all right, I'm ready for my pastor to preach. I got back up, I'm starting to preach again. And she's still here. I said, when are you going to let God take you home? She just kind of hanging out. Just enjoying The residual blessings. I need you to understand something. There's no need of you praying little cheap prayers. You won't know if it was God when it happens. Because it was too small. It was too, anything could have happened. I'm believing God to do stuff that blows everybody's mind. To say, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. Well, that's because he does more than we can ask or even imagine. And so you want to be among those people who are exercising that level of faith, gaining what was promised. It said, who shut the mouths of lions. It's talking about Daniel, of course. Quench the fury of the flames. It's talking about the three Hebrew boys. Escape the edge of the sword. In weakness, turn to strength. Oh, by the way, in weakness, turned to strength. That's about Samson. Y'all got to know the Bible. If you see a picture of Samson and he's got muscles, look like he was in a contest. You know, one of those Mr. Olympia contests, something like that. If you see a picture like that, say it's raw, it's a lie. Samson didn't look like that. He looked like a weakling. No one would have been astounded by his strength if his muscles had muscles. You know what I'm saying? They'd say, well, look, man, that dude, he stay in the gym. Uh uh-uh. uh. Samson looked like a couple of these brothers around here, just pitiful looking. And make sure y'all were awake for the last 14 minutes of the message. (laughs) But despite his average appearance, see, God can't get glory if he's looking like, well, you expect that out of somebody like that. But God gets a lot of glory when he looks like an average Joe, but when the Spirit of the Lord comes on him. And when the Spirit of the Lord came on him, he didn't grow muscles. It was God's strength. He kept looking ordinary, but God was doing the extraordinary through him. That's what you got to realize. God isn't going to change everything. He'll just get the job done. And they wanted to know, I mean, they were obsessed. Where is his strength coming from? Because it's sure not in his arms. Sure not in his chest. Where is his strength coming from? It was coming from on high. And so... He was able to do what could not be explained. You need to believe God for the same thing. Became powerful in battle, routed foreign armies. That would apply to any number of people, including Gideon, who he named. Women received back their dead, raised to life again, both Old Testament and new. We see that happening. Here's what I want to point out before I wrap this up. Verse 35, in the middle of verse 35, the scene changes. Everything I just read were rewards of faith. Conquering kingdoms, routing armies, all oh, we tore them up. All that, that's reward of faith. Thank God for the reward. But right in the middle of the verse, others were tortured and refused to be released so that they might gain a better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging. Still others were chained and put in prison. They were stoned. They were sawed in two. They were put to death by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. And what's the comment? They didn't have enough faith. No, the comment is the world was not worthy of them. I need us to understand that so that we have a balanced faith.
1: Up next, the rest of today's Destined for Victory message with Pastor Paul Shepard, Senior Pastor at Destiny Christian Fellowship in Fremont, California. We want to take a moment, though, to thank all of you for your prayers and financial support and to let you know they are having a profound impact in the world. As God leads, please consider making a generous gift to Destin for Victory today. Donate by calling 855-339-5500 or you can give securely online at our website, pastorpaul.net. That's pastorpaul.net. Well, it's easy to follow Jesus into victory. How about following Him in His suffering? Here's Pastor Paul with the rest of today's Destined for Victory message, developing a lifestyle of faith.
0: Faith isn't going to get you out of every jam. It's not designed to be a get out of jam card. You whip it out. That's not faith. That's Batman. I'm talking about the old Batman. See, I I don't go with any of this newfangled stuff. I just don't. I'm, I'm too stuck On the old, even when they came out with all those new Star Wars and all that, I I never went. I didn't sense any anointing, even in the commercials. Because I saw the three best they ever made. Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back, and the Return of the Jedi. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, Yoda. His ugly self. But he had power. And the same thing with with everything else. They reinvented. Give me that old corny Batman that I grew up on. Little Saturday morning, high water pajamas, eating cereal, and watching. Come on, some of y'all. Y'all old like me. You saw the original one. Saturday morning, eating cereal, watching Batman. Oh, he had everything in the world on his belt. You didn't even have to worry about the trouble he had gotten himself into because you knew he had something. This is my anti-reverse, this crazy stuff. Car looked corny, but I still wanted to see it. Go down the pole. One of the ba- we, we tried our best to find something in the neighborhood that could be like the bat pole. Adam West went down. By the time he got to the bottom, he had his mask and stuff on. Where am I? Oh, yeah. So you're not going to get out of every jam. Why? Not because God can't do it. He chooses to get glory out of the trial of faith. See, the world throughout Christian history, there's always been revival where there have been people willing to not only live for God, but to die for God. People who are not only willing to rejoice in him, but to suffer for him. And we got a generation that we have to preach this to because we live in such comfortable environments here in uh, the Western Hemisphere in Christianity here in 21st century America. It's so comfortable for us that we have to understand we're going to go through some trials. And even when we go through our worst trials, it's not going to be as bad as it has been in times past for many others. And that's why we got to tighten up our accents. That's why when we get to build out a building where we can worship God anytime we want, how dare we dishonor God having done that for us when there are people around the world today who are in jail. I have heard of pastors are serving a 50 year sentence and all they did was try to convene a church like this. And they're rotting in jails. But when people hear from them, they are in there with the victory. Nobody's denouncing Christ. Nobody's saying it's not worth it to serve him because they're not spoiled. They don't think God is some genie who exists to give them everything they want. They understand that if I suffer for him, I will also reign with him. That's what I want somebody to leave here saying I'm a believe for miracles, I'm a believe for the supernatural, but when I have to suffer for being saved, when I have to suffer for doing right, when I have to suffer for going against the grain of the society and Saints is happening more and more we are now being persecuted subtly, but I think it's going to become more prominent and all we're doing is standing on the word of God. I got pastor friends who are caving left and right. They're changing definitions because the world's changing definitions and they're doing stuff because the world is doing it and I'm going to be one of those few people standing who say, how dare I say that God's word is something other than what it says. I don't care who doesn't like me. I get letters every now and then. You're such a prominent person and you're so uh, magnanimous and you have such a pool with people and if you would just... And they fill in the blank whatever particular agenda they want me to adopt. I've had people uh, want to know how progressive are you? I said that depends on what we're progressing about. I'm not going to progress past the Word of God. Not this pastor. You want one that's going to do that? I got a list of places you can go because they caving in. But right here, you're going to hear me preaching the word of God. You know why? Because y'all didn't call me. Didn't call me. One day I got to stand before him and he's going to want to know what I did with his word. And I can't stand there and say, well, see what happened? So Paul said to his son, Timothy, before he got his head chopped off, talking about the trial of faith. Paul, after he wrote 2 Timothy 4, some days after that, he went to Nero's chopping block and they split his head open and killed him for his faith. Now, here's a man who had all kinds of faith, but at the end of his life, he dies in the trial of faith. We have to stop thinking that the reward is always good and the trial is always bad. No, no. If it's faith, if it's generated by faith, it is all to the glory of God. And one day we're going to hear him say, well done. That's what I'm living for, saints. That's what you got to live for. So whatever trials you got to go through, they're nothing compared to what many other saints in other parts of the world are going through. Quit crying over little elementary school trials. I know they hurt us because we're going through them. But I mean, there are people around the world who are doing some serious suffering just for being saved. And you mad that somebody in the church looked at you funny. Oh stop it. In Jesus' name. Just quit it. Just grow up. So what they look. Some folk funny looking, that's the only look they can give you is a funny look. It looked at me funny. A hey, funny looking, what they gonna do? Rough today. But when you go through the trial, don't think it any less significant than when you get the reward. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Go through the trial. Just go through it to the glory of God. Lord, this is getting on my nerves, but I'm going to go through this in a way that pleases you. These people are making me sick, but I'm going to go through it in a way that pleases you. My spouse is dancing on my reserve nerve, but I'm going to treat them the way you want me to treat them. My job is acting funny. My change is strange. But God, I'm going to be poor in your name. That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. Make sure you pass your test. James 1 and 2. Count it all joy. He didn't say pick out the little things that are joyful. He said count it all joy. Just, when they were getting you mad, count it joy. Not that you're mad. Count it joy that you get to pass a test of faith. I get to show God that I'm not going to let these people make me a thermometer because you made me a thermostat. Did you miss that? See, some of y'all are th- thermometers. Whatever the temperature is that others create, you just go with it. You indicate what's going on. When there's hostility in the room, you get hostile. When there's anger in the room, you get angry. When somebody come at you, you come back at them. Now that, All that's fleshly. That's what the flesh does. But the Spirit wants you to be a thermostat. You set a thermostat and it stays there. And everything else around it has to conform to that. Some of us have to make up in our mind and we have to sometimes tell other folks, I can't be sucked into that. I I can't go with that. That's not who I am. That's not what God's called me to do. Y'all gossiping, I'm going to sit here and tell you you're wrong. I'm not going with this. I'm not going to just let that lay. No, no, I'm going to tell you straight and then I'm going to wait and see if you're going to change. And if you're not going to change, I'm not going to be around y'all. That's what you got to do. I'm a thermostat. People living immoral around you, you got to say, no, no, I don't roll like that. Because I got to answer to God. Oh, I'm not perfect. I've had my slips or whatever the case is. But I've I've decided I'm gonna serve the Lord. Some of you singles, imagine how much glory God will get when they come hitting up on you, and all they want is the cookies. All they want is just take you for a little test drive. Y'all know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Sitting up here looking holy. You know exactly what I'm saying. Take you for a little test drive right quick. They're not buying. But Can I take it out around the corner? No. And imagine how much glory God gets. Not when he takes your sex drive. I had one single one time asked me, look, pray that Lord will take my sex drive. I said, I'm not praying anything like that. <laughs> take your sex drive. You might need to drive at some point in your life. <laughs> Like God, take the engine out this car. No. <laughs> Said, but what I will pray is that God will teach you to walk by conviction, yes. to make your decisions by conviction. No, I can't do this. No, you can't. No, you you can't take me out for a test drive. No, I'm not available. This is not Famous Famous. This ain't a cookie shop. Told you many times sex is the part of the benefits package of getting married. You gotta have a job before you get the benefits package. And imagine how much glory God gets when you say, that's where I am in my life now. I'm determined to honor God. I'm determined that from this point moving forward. No, I'm not a virgin. No, I've had my times, but now I'm a sanctified, regenerated virgin. I'm gonna give myself to God until I get married. I'm doing, doing a lot of these little private weddings and quick weddings and all that stuff because people don't have time for all this buying and picking out and all they've been holding out. I love seeing that. I love seeing that. Y'all make me nervous when you say, we're getting married next year, uh, 15 months from now. I'm scared. Y'all supposed to be burning. How can you wait another 15 months? You make me wonder where's the burn. I love it when no men come and say, All right, Pastor, we gotta get this done. That's that's, that's my boy. That's right. Gotta get this done. I'm ready to roll. Tell that girl, we don't need all that long, expensive $10,000 gown. Get something with Velcro. Just rip it off.
1: Here's what Jesus said in John chapter 15 The servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you. Be encouraged today. Through Jesus Christ, victory is always assured. You just may have to go through a valley to get to it. Thanks so much for joining us for Pastor Paul Shepard's message, Developing a Lifestyle of Faith. Listen to any of his recent messages on demand at pastorpaul.net. Again, that's pastorpaul.net. And as you may know, Destined for Victory gets all its financial support from friends and listeners like you. We depend on your gifts to reach the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ and to encourage believers in their faith. Your donations do make a difference. Almost every week we hear from someone whose life has been forever changed by the Destined for Victory Media ministry. And today, when you give a generous donation, we'd like to send you this month's thank you gift, a study guide from InterVarsity Press called God's Love, Knowing God's Love Through the Psalms. In this 10-session Bible study, Ruth Ann Ridley takes you through the Psalms to give you a peek into the love and character of God. You'll also find additional questions for starting group discussions, as well as expanded leaders' notes. That's Knowing God's Love Through the Psalms, our gift to you today by request for your generous donation to Destined for Victory. Call 855-339-5500. Again, our number is 855-339-5500. Or simply visit PastorPaul.net to make a safe and secure donation online. And as always, you can mail your gift to Destined for Victory, Post Office Box 1767, Fremont, California, 94538.
0: You know why some of us are very slow in our spiritual development? Because we feed the body really well, but the spirit is starving to death. If you're going to go where God has destined you to go, you're going to have to feed your spirit it as much or more as you feed your body.
1: That's next time in Pastor Paul Shepard's message, Born to Fly. Until then, remember, He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. In Christ, you are destined for victory.